Hello, my name is Patrick Quay, and welcome to the Digital Rookie Podcast. In today's episode, I sit down with Trishan Naidu. Trishan is a very experienced digital marketing strategist currently applying his trade for the AFL in their performance marketing division. Trishan and I discuss the intricacies of the digital marketing industry, what it takes to get involved, and how the AFL is dealing with some of the challenges that are being presented by the COVID-19 pandemic. If you are new to the podcast, I would really appreciate it if you left a review and subscribed. You can check out more Digital Rookie content at Digital Rookie Hub on Instagram and Facebook, as well as my website, digitalrookiehub.com. To get in touch with Trishan or myself, feel free to connect on LinkedIn and send a message. As always, if you're interested in coming on the podcast or know someone who you think has a great story to tell, please reach out. Anyways, enough of my rambling. Enjoy my chat with Trishan. Alrighty, so Trishan, thank you so much for joining me today on my podcast and taking the time to, uh, you know, have a chat with me. Yeah, absolute pleasure. Thanks for having me. Trishan, can you give us a bit of an insight into, you know, your professional passions and interests and your key areas of expertise? Yeah, absolutely. So I guess I've been working in the digital marketing space for probably over a decade now. So I guess my story started, you know, at at quite a young age. So, you know, I've always been pretty involved in computers. So I I learned to to program HTML when I was, I think, 11 years old. So really young. And then, you know, through through high school, I was doing things like, you know, affiliate marketing and doing a lot of, you know, SEO. You know, I was was one of those kids where, you know, my parents would sometimes see me getting these checks in the mail and wondering, you know, what's going on. I was doing sort of affiliate marketing and, and doing all of these really cool things in high school and so I grew up really working in the space with things like you know AdSense and, and whatnot and then um, yeah got got to year 12 and did really well um, and so if you're Indian like myself there's there's a couple of options that you either become a doctor or a lawyer <laughs> and you know heaven forbid if you don't get the best marks you become an engineer so uh, <laughs> for me it was like you know I, I hated the side of blood so I couldn't become a doctor so I said right. okay I'll do um, commerce and law, which was, you know, this was back in, in 2006, 2007. So, you know, commerce law was quite big at the time because you know, everyone wanted to get into either the law or investment banking at that time. So I thought I'd try um, working in the law. So I actually did a few, uh, I think it was just over 12 months in the law. You know, one day I was sitting there, I think it was a late night and I was just working through some really boring paperwork. And I thought, you know, this is not something that I get excited about doing when I get up in the morning. Um, you know, it's a lot of paperwork, it's long hours. I've always loved digital. I've always loved, you know, the business side of things and being mm-hmm. really entrepreneurial. So I think it's time for a change. And from there, you know, I, I moved to a little agency who at the time had about 20 clients working in the sort of paid advertising space on digital. Yeah, I was there for probably around six years in total. And, and the great thing about sort of the digital space and and why I love sort of working in it is, um, you know, it's involved in every part of the business. So you really get a look behind the curtain of how businesses operate. Yeah, it was a great place to learn. And so after six years, you know, I was pretty comfortable in agency life, but you know, I've, I've always been a passionate sports fan. So my job came up at the AFL, but I thought, you know, what a good opportunity to get my foot in the door. Um, you know, in a sport that I love and, and then, yeah, I got a call and then, yeah, before, before I knew it, I, I started at the AFL, which was probably about a year ago and yeah, as a sports lover and a, you know, a massive Essendon fan since I, 
since I moved to Australia at a young age, I think, um, yeah, it was, it was a great, great opportunity. And that's how I sort of got my start in sports. So, you know, it's, I guess it's a bit different to people who want to, you know, they set out to get to the sports industry. I mean, I, mm. I'm a passionate sports fan, but it wasn't necessarily something I'd always wanted to get into. But now that I'm here, I, I'm really loving working in sport and, and at the AFL as well. Yeah, great. So one thing that about your role is it's quite technical and, you know, there's a lot of uh, skills you mentioned even throughout your career, you've worked with a lot of different softwares and how do you describe the importance of like paid media to someone who doesn't have a much of an idea as to what it is and how it works? Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, digital marketing now is is quite a broad term. So, you know, when I started digital marketing, you would have a person who would manage every aspect of digital marketing. But the way things have gone and and things have developed now, there's so many different areas of of sort of digital marketing that you can focus on and and paid digital media is is just one of those options. The thing that draws me to paid digital pay digital is obviously, you know, you get some really great targeting options. So you can be really clear about who you want to target and and target them quite precisely. Um, So, you know, traditional media in the past, you know, people used to advertise on television and billboards and magazines and you advertise to everyone um, and you hope that some of those people are potential customers. Whereas with, with pay digital, you focus on the people who, you know, the product is actually relevant to who are precisely the type of people you're looking for. So I think that was a component that that's really great about paid digital. Um, the the other side is it's all really accountable. So for every dollar you spend, um, you know you can understand down to the dollar exactly how much return you're getting as well. Mm. Um, and it's unlike any other sort of advertising or even sort of marketing endeavor. You you don't get that sort of visibility over how your your budget is performing. Um, so I, yeah, paid paid media is essentially um, you know just. Me- delivering relevant ads to, to people that, that you choose in terms of targeting. So I guess, you know, my role at the AFL primarily was focused on ticketing. So, you know, if you think about the AFL selling tickets, there's no point in advertising a Collingwood and a Hawthorne match to a Carlton fan because they're unlikely to attend that game. Yeah. So I think, you know, when it comes to targeting, what we do at the AFL is we make sure that we, we gather all of the digital audiences for Carlton fans. So, you know, they could be visiting the Carlton website. They could be, um, you know, members of Carlton. They could have viewed a Carlton article on the AFL, gathering all of those digital audiences and then serving them up with ads for, for Carlton games. So we try to be really targeted and sophisticated in the way we approach it. And, and paid media allows us to do that and then also measure the return that we're getting on, on however much we're spending on ads. Uh, Trishan, I want to ask you more broadly about trying to enter this market marketing strategy industry. What are some of the key technical skills that someone looking to get into this industry should try to learn or develop? Like if, if are there certain platforms or programs that are required to work in, yeah. in this role? Yeah, it's a really good question. Um, look, I, I think, you know, if you're out there and you're trying to get into the sports industry, my advice would be not trying to sort of learn lots of different things. It would be trying to find something that you're interested in and also 
good at as well. So you've got to find, you know, I think there's that, that diagram is called, uh, it's a Japanese diagram. This is, you know, it's good. You've got your passion, you've got your interests. Um, you know, you've got to find the intersection, like the overlap of, of, you know, what you're good at and what you like doing, and then really focus on that. So rather than spreading your skill out, trying to learn different things, focus on one thing. So if you're interested in social media, spend time, perfecting social media if you're interested in um, you know search engine optimization spend time working on that and honing your skills in that area the big thing is obviously sport and and the afl in general is going through a big change now and digital is going to become more important i think more important than it has been so Mm -hmm. there's definitely going to be demand for people who have skills in these areas i think digital just broadly will, will have a high demand i think data and analytics um, so if you're good with numbers, it's another way potentially to get into into sports. Yeah, so I think it's just about finding something you're, you're passionate and interested in and then really just going out of your way to perfect that. And, you know, I can tell you having been in the hiring process myself, um, you know, I would much rather have a graduate who's got very specific sort of specialized skills in a certain area than necessarily someone who's got, you know, a broad range of skills. So I think, you know, um, I've got a job that I need help with and I'm just going to go with a person who can best do that specific job. Um, so if you've got a specialized skill in that area, I think you're much more likely um, to get that, that position. Yeah. Trisha, and I want to put you in the perspective of like a recent uni graduate, you know, a bit like me, and you're finding it a bit hard to get tangible professional experience. You know, internships are really hard to get at the moment. I mean, paid and unpaid. And, you know, it's about differentiating yourself. What kind of things would you look to be doing in terms of generating your own experience behind the scenes and getting that differentiator that allows you to be more employable? Yeah, absolutely. I think the way that, you know, the, 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 the job market is moving these days is your, your personal brand is now more important than ever. Um, so one thing I regret not doing more of when I was probably um, a bit younger is, is growing my personal brand. So, a, you know, figuring out exactly what your career goals are. So I think it's important first to figure out where you are now and where you want to get to and what it's going to take. And then fleshing out exactly, you know, how you're going to do that and, and what sort of uh, I guess endeavors will help from a person to sort of develop your personal brand and and help you along that part. So, you know, it could be, uh, you know, I, I think people should write more. So, you know, if you, if you've got a blog or, you know, you it's so easy to publish these days, you know, there's so many different platforms like medium or, or LinkedIn where you can share your thoughts. And I think the biggest thing is people think that, you know, they, they, they're held back because they're not great writers. I think you just got to get out there and start writing and, and you get better at it. So start writing, you know, start doing things like, you know, podcasts like you're doing or right. you might do video. <laughs> yeah. Uh, look, I think anything that you can do um, that shows that, that you're really interested in, in that area that shows that, you know, you're, you're, you're actively involved in the space. Like in, in my time, it was, um, it was forums. So forums are really popular. So I, I used to spend a lot of time on, on digital forums, just, you know, responding in, um, you know, different, different threads and then trying to sort of ask questions. And the other great mm-hmm. tool that's, that everyone has access to and, and is really underrated is Twitter, right? So you've got, so many experts who are sitting on Twitter, um, you know, if you have a question in a particular area, you can find the person that's an expert in that very specific area, reach out to them on Twitter and 99% of the time, they're going to be really willing to help you. Yeah. Um, I think LinkedIn is really good for that as well. 
hundred percent. Yeah, LinkedIn's really good, and I think it's just all these great platforms. You've just got to, you know, continue to to put your name out there, be involved. Um, you know, you might not be someone who is sort of um, able to, you know, talk about marketing strategy, but certainly you can be involved in the conversation. And I think all of that helps. Um, you know, when it comes to to getting a job, because employers look at, you know, you know, Pat, what what has Pat done? Okay, he's done this podcast. You know, he's written this blog. He's uh, you know done done an internship here, or he's done a mentor he's, he's got a mentored by you know some person who's really good in the sports industry um, I think it really sets you apart from from people who might not have been as active building their personal brand yeah well that's great to hear employers out there I'd love a job <laughs> <laughs> Trisha and what do you think some of the main roles you mentioned the impact of COVID on on sport and on the digital side of sport how do you see the role of a digital marketing strategist, you know, evolving in the coming years with sport returning and, you know, the forever changing landscape that is digital and social media? Yeah, so I think, you know, we're all grappling with this at the moment. It's, to be honest, I've had this conversation this week on multiple occasions. What does COVID mean for the sport industry and for the AFL? And so what we're seeing is, you know, we look at a lot of, um, you know, surveys of people's intentions. So a lot of people are saying, look, I'm not going to return to matches um, unless I feel safe to do so. Um, and so we're seeing that, you know, people are saying that, you know, quite, quite often that they, they aren't going to attend. But then again, you wonder, you know, given, given the timing, I think, you know, one of my colleagues always says people are really bad predictors of their future behavior. So if you look at 9-11 as an example, uh, after that, people were saying, oh, I'm not going to travel on, on planes anymore. But, um, you know, after a while, that whole industry returned pretty much back to normal and continued to grow. So um, I think as humans, we're really bad predictors of our future behavior. So when we look at that sort of stuff, we'll, we might have to take it with a, a grain of salt. But certainly, I think the economic side of things, um, you know, we're, we're certainly heading into, um, you know, a time where people are going to tighten up their belts. We've already seen that um, discretionary spending is going to be a lot less. Um, so, you know, I think sports as an industry, we've just got to adapt to that. So, um, you know, we might not be able to charge as much for, for games or consumers might shift um, how they're, they're sort of interacting with our sports. So they might be, you know, moving more towards, uh, you know, watching watching the broadcast as opposed to attending games. What I think will happen is, yeah, the, the, we, we, are, we, we do know that there will be definitely a cutback in discretionary spending. So it'll be more difficult to get people to buy memberships, to buy tickets. Um, and we've just got to adapt our businesses, you know, to deal with that. So, you know, whether it's offering new products or changing what we think, um, you know, is, is success, what the measure of success is from a consumption perspective. Yep. I think that that's the way we need to go. And I think digital fits into that um, yeah. quite well. So, yeah, I think, you know, digital is something where, uh, you know, you can offer up some new products, you know, as an example, KO is a great example of a digital yep. product that's done really well. So I think it's just about thinking about what you offer and how you can sort of address that issue. You know, people have less money to spend. Um, what's an alternate product um, yeah. that we can commercialize? Um, and yeah, I think it's uh, it'll be interesting to see how things play out over the next few months for sure. Yeah, it's funny you mention uh, broadcasting because there's been a bit, I don't know if you've seen, there's been a bit of discourse in the media about the lack of innovation in broadcasting, especially in AFL. And, you know, I think a couple of coaches were asked uh, questions along the lines of if you were only provided the broadcast to understand a game, could you coach it? And they blatantly said, no, like it's really hard to understand 
the game and the flow of the game tactically from the broadcasts that are provided at the moment. And I think you look at sports like Formula One and the way that Fox has the option to watch different angles of the race just with the click of click of a button kind of thing. And what kind of, what kind of ways do you think at the AFL and seven and Fox could innovate in terms of their broadcasting styles? Yeah, absolutely. I think part of the reason we're in this, this, this situation that we're in currently is that the AFL has been such a successful sport for so many years. I mean, last year we had record memberships, we had, uh, you know, record attendances. There hasn't really been a need to innovate because we've Mm. been doing so well. Um, so I think what something like COVID does is, is forces us to be innovative. You know, we, we don't have a choice now. We have to innovate or, you know, we'll lose consumers, we'll lose our customers, et cetera. So, um, you know, when it comes to broadcast and, and, and definitely, um, you know, how, how we sort of sell the game, I think we're, there's a lot of innovation. And I definitely, you know, we look to the American sports and, and the European sports, for examples of how we can do that. But yeah, I think, you know, it's, um, it's going to become more and more of a thing, um, you know, at the AFL and and broadcasters just to figure out, yeah, what else can we do? I think, you know, with with the additional angles, I think that's a no-brainer. So I think fans fans are always crying out for more access. They want more access to the players. Um, they want more access to different angles on game days and, and things like that. So I think that's where we need to sort of, yeah, get, get a lot better. It's not always the easiest thing to do, but I think, yeah, we'll, we, we don't really have a choice at this stage. We just need to, to innovate um, and get better at those things. Yeah, 100%. And it'll be interesting to see how you uh, then go about marketing that to the <laughs> to the AFL community. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think, yeah, there's a lot of challenges ahead. And, and I, as I say, I think we just need to see where things land. I mean, with, with COVID, I guess, you know, we, we enter, I think everyone sort of thinks that COVID's going to go through the second wave. We're going to, um, you know, get to a stage where we sort of mostly eliminate it or we reduce it. But um, yeah, there's a lot of unknowns in the future. Like, you know, COVID could, could go on beyond 2020. So a lot of mm. us think, okay, Twenty one, where he's restarting. Um, you know, it's it's back to normal. But yeah, I think the normal, um, as we know it, is going to be a lot different. Yeah, hundred percent. Trishan, thank you so much for uh, you know providing me with some great advice and a really good insight into the digital marketing strategy side of things. Uh, yeah, I really appreciate. Thank, thanks so much for having me, Pat. It's been great to chat. Thank you for listening to the Digital Rookie Podcast. Again, I would like to say a massive thank you to Trishan for his time and great advice. Like I previously mentioned, if you want to get in touch with Trishan or myself, then please don't hesitate to reach out on LinkedIn and send a message. I would really appreciate if you subscribed to the podcast and followed at Digital Rookie Hub on Instagram. Make sure to stay tuned for the next episode of the podcast. I'd also like to say, if you are listening from Victoria, stay safe in these unprecedented times. The Digital Rookie podcast will always be there for you to listen to if you're bored in isolation. Catch you on the next episode.